Welcome to another All Business Podcast. This is Ted Schubel. Thank you for bringing us up on your phone or computer or wherever you're listening. This is where we talk with area business owners, the people that make the region work. When we come back, we're all business. The All Business Podcast is supported by Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Most folks who work here love living here, and that makes a difference. At Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com, they're proud to work the hometown advantage around the clock, connecting local employers to local job seekers. Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com makes it easy to post a job and it's local, so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. And if you're looking for a good local job, search jobs and apply online right now. Get the advantage of finding a job close to home at Richmond to DC HelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. We're by the river. We'll describe that and, and, and talk about why in just a second. Marie Schultz is uh, is back with us on the All Business Podcast. Maria Christina Canine Training is uh, what we're talking about today. MariaChristinaSchultz.com is uh, the website. Maria, it's great to have you back on the, uh, on the All Business Podcast. Thanks for having me back, Ted. We did a podcast in the spring and we were by the river, so we, we, we came back. We're not going to talk as much about it today, but um, Sup with a Pup is one of your things of getting a dog uh, and in your case, dogs on, on, on paddle boards, and how'd that go this summer? Uh, it was a great summer. We had a we had a much nicer summer than last summer because it rained so much yeah. last season. But this summer was beautiful, and um, you know the dogs and I got out as much as we could. You know Riley and Kona, we we had a great time on the river, on the local lakes. It doesn't really matter where we go; it's always special when when we're together. Well, we'll do another one of those shows in, in the spring, but one of the things, I guess, just to get people thinking, I remember we, whenever I've talked to you, you always talk about, because I've always said, I just can't imagine my dog on a, on, a, on a board, and you've always said most dogs can do it and love it. They pick it up really well. Um, the learning curve for humans on pedal boards, it's, it's really easy. It's one of those sports that's just very easy to get into and you can learn it very quickly. And I think the same is true for dogs. But they also just love to be with us, right? So they naturally want to be with us and do the things that, that, that we're doing too. Yeah. And paddle boards are really stable, unlike kayaks and canoes. So I think it surprises us and the, the dogs are surprised when they get on it and it doesn't really wobble as much as we think it's going to they're surprisingly okay. stable so and the dogs they have this big beautiful platform to to move around on and, and look at the right bank of the river and the left bank and change pos- positions on the board so it's comfortable for them well, well again we'll, we'll we'll do another podcast in the spring and talk about it especially but I mean I guess do you do training even I mean because I, I know it takes training um, would you do training for dogs on paddle boards like I guess that's something you would do more in the spring and summer well when we think about paddle boarding and getting dogs on the boards it's it's basic obedience it's really oh, okay. translating all of the basic obedience state um, um, skills like stays and downs and sits and paying attention to us we just translate that to the paddleboard we, we're just doing the same behaviors in a new environment in a different situation so all winter long I'm still practicing with my dogs and I'm still training dogs you know basic obedience and focus skills okay so if you are thinking about it I mean you, this is probably the time of year to start doing it so when it does get warm again you get right on it that's right build those basic obedience skills over the winter and then you're ready to go in the spring okay interesting again um mariachristinaschultz.com the website to get more information about what you've got to offer that's it thank you this is the time of year where lots of, of lots of parents or families are looking at at getting dogs mm-hmm. for the holidays right. and there are really some things i guess you got to think about when you're when you're talking about 
um, puppies. Yeah, bringing a new puppy into your home and into your family is a really big decision. It's, you know, puppies are cute and little and fluffy, but they're only cute and little and fluffy for a few weeks. <laughs> and then they start teething and going into adolescence. And, you know, it's a it's a 12 to 15 year commitment, depending on the type of breed that you that you want or you think that you want. It's a very, it's, it's a long time, you know, to have um, a family member in your home and you need to be, you know, happy with <laughs> the yeah. results. So thinking about the type of breed um, is the first thing that I think a family needs to think about. What is your lifestyle like? How much time can you devote to training? How much time can you devote to grooming? Um, are you an active family? Is your family a little bit more of a, a couch potato family? Do you travel? Um, the size of the dog is important to consider. There's so many things that we need to think about before we make that decision. Um, it's it's hard not to be impulsive when we you know yeah. see puppies online or dogs in shelters that need homes. We really need to be thinking: Is this the best fit for my family? Because you hear the stories, and I just think these are such sad stories when a family gets a dog and it, it, there's not the fit, or they haven't done what you've said, and they have to take it back. Yeah. I, uh, I heard a story about a, a family, a, a young family, um, they got a border collie. They had five children, and they got a border collie. <laughs> and, the, and the mom said, I think the border collie needs a different home because all she wants to do is herd my children. <laughs> and it's, well, of course, the, the border collie needs a job and, and, and the children look like little sheep. So, yeah. so you know, situations like that is, you know, when we, when we look at a, a breed, what were they born and bred to do? Because you can't really get that out of a dog. You know, shepherds yeah. are going to naturally want to herd and retrievers are going to want to retrieve and terriers are going to want to you know, destroy your yard, yeah. seeking squirrels and, and you know, um, critters. So um, exploring the history of a breed is really important too. And uh, the, the border collie story, that is such a good story. <laughs> but uh, it, it is it, to know what kind of yard you have or what kind of situation you're, you're putting the dog in mm -hmm. or you know, in the size of, uh, size of your family and all. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a yard, it's not the end all be all. I tell yeah. people, you know what? Yards are wonderful, but we've got this beautiful river walk. We have a lot of dog-friendly parks. I mean, Fredericksburg is super dog-friendly. You know, downtown, you can sit outside with your dog. There's lots of ways to get your dog out and exercised every day. And routine is so important. I walk my dogs two to three times a day. I go through a lot of sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we play in our yard, but I'm also always out with my dogs in that regular schedule of walking them two or three times a day is something they look forward to. And so part of that structure helps provide comfort and it wears them out. And it is, boy, you talk, you talk I mean, dogs do like to get out and to, and to, be, to, to go for a walk, to be on a trail like this, like we're, we're, we're sitting by right now. That That is important. For, it's, it's healthy for you and it's healthy for the dog. Absolutely. We all know nature heals. Absolutely. They, um, and dogs explore the um, the world through their noses. So just even my old guy, you know, he, we've walked our neighborhood block hundreds of times. And, and he, he needs to smell every mailbox every day because other dogs have been there and he's getting so much information, it's, it's enriching for them. There's new smells out there in the world every day and they wanna check them out. They wanna greet new people and, and just, they like to feel the cool air on their, on their faces yeah. and, and 
through their ears and their fur, and they love it just like we do. Well, and like you talked about, uh, Maria, about uh, just checking out the the breed and all. If if you've gone from from having an older dog all of a sudden and either adding a puppy or, or getting a puppy, that's a big change. It's a huge change, and and so right now I have a four month old puppy and I have a twelve year old senior. Huh. <laughs> that's a that's a challenging situation because they're two very they have two different sets of needs and. Um, my 12-year-old guy, Riley and I, he's on autopilot. You know, he knows every command inside and out. He's reliable. He's trustworthy. I know what he's going to do off-leash. You know, I, I have a very, we have a very long understanding, complete relationship. And Bodhi, my little guy, I'm just starting to get to know him. And it's easy for me to forget, oh, his recall isn't there yet. Or, yep, he's going to, he's probably going to run off this time. He needs to be on a leash. I have to keep reminding myself that he's not there yet. And he's not going to be there for maybe a couple years. It takes a long time to establish that kind of bond with a dog. It's Normally what happens is we get a new puppy and the person falls in love with that dog immediately or very quickly. We get we get really attached to them. But they're too busy being a puppy to get really attached to us. So we think, oh, he shouldn't leave my side. He should want to curl up with me on the couch every night. Nope, he's too busy being a puppy doing puppy things. And that's normal, but it's hard for us. And, and even I'm struggling with it. Part of me's like, Bodie, why won't you sit on the couch with me, man? I don't get this. Yeah. Um, but it's very normal for the, for the dog to take longer to bond with the human, and they will. And then, and then that bond will just deepen over time. It'll get, it'll get stronger over time when you train them and take them out and spend time with them, work them through challenging or fearful situations. All those things like paddleboarding and hiking and exploring things together will strengthen the bond. And then the recall will be perfect and, and they'll be predictable. But it takes time. You know, it takes only it takes years. It really does. It's going to take a good two or three years before Bodhi and I have that bond um, that's super strong, like I had with Kona and like I have with Riley. Yeah. Well, and I guess the other thing too then is don't get that is natural. Don't get frustrated because I know you do that. That can that can happen when 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 a puppy starts chewing on things that you never have had to. You might have had to deal with that for years, and yep. it's just like, why can't you be like you know an, you know another dog? Absolutely. I um, I so both my dogs, Riley and Kona, were super good with children, and so Bodhi he loves children, but he loses his mind with children like. And he jumps on them. He he jumped on my neighbor's daughter and and took out her her brand new down jacket. <laughs> he ripped a big a big hole down the side of the arm. And he didn't mean to. He was just being a puppy. But I was like, darn it! I didn't have to teach the other two how to be good with kids. They were just naturally good with kids. Yeah. And but Bodie, while he loves kids, he's just he's impolite with kids. He's just too rough. He he thinks of them as litter mates, not not children. So I had to I had to like go back and be like nope he's just a puppy this isn't abnormal don't get frustrated with him he's just he doesn't know any better and I have to teach him when you see a child you sit and you be polite and yeah. you know I have to teach him how to play with children now so yeah things like that it's hard you know I I uh, I, I could turn my back with my other dogs on kids like Kona would jump in the toy box with my niece and nephew like he was she was so gentle with them um, so it's hard not to not to compare, but they are all different. 
Well, and then I guess to Maria, Maria Christina, uh, Maria Christina Canine Training is what uh, we're, we're talking with uh, Maria Schultz on the All Business Podcast. MariaChristinaSchultz.com is, uh, is the website. I guess then as you get to know, I mean, even though you, you, know, you, you talk about the dog, a dog being gentle with kids if, as, as a puppy, you still then don't want to probably leave a puppy with especially small kids because you may, at this point, you don't know. What they might, what they might do. Right, right. I, I tell people the rule with puppies is if you, as the owner of that puppy, can't have eyes on your puppy, meaning you're in the same room paying attention to that puppy, then he should be in a crate, right? Because they can't get into trouble when they're in a crate. Yeah. They're learning structure in a crate. It's not a bad thing. They're learning to hold their bladders while they're in their crate. And so it's, it is really important that we spend a lot of time observing our puppies. How, how are they playing with children? Are they, are they getting too rambunctious? Are they maybe a little bit fearful? Um, but then we have to teach the children how to play with the dog. A lot of boys like to you know wrestle and roughhouse with dogs, and that might get them too aroused, right? The, the dog may start biting, biting a little too hard. That's not cool, we don't wanna do that. So teaching kids to play with toys. You know what? Hey, a lot of puppies like to teeth and, and they're biting. You can't bite my skin, but you can bite this toy instead. And we can tug with this and we can play fetch and we can use these toys, not mom and dad slippers. So teaching kids how to, how to build some structure for that puppy is important too. We kind of have to train the kids and the dogs. Well, it sounds like Maria that with, with a lot of what, a lot of what you do with with training, having someone train a, a dog for 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 a certain part at at, at a certain time is, is kind of critical. That, that that some of this is tough for us to do on our own, especially if we don't have a lot of time. It is hard, yeah. Um, so I <clears throat> I offer group classes and I I do boarding trains in my home. Um, so it depends on the needs of the family, but it is. I train dogs all the time and I'm really good at being consistent with them and that's, you know, when we look at the ways that dogs learn, it's timing, consistency and motivation and one of the hardest things for humans is to be consistent, you know, just with language, you know, we say, we'll say commands but sometimes it's sit and sometimes it's sit down and sometimes it's sit your butt down (laughs) and the dog is like, well, which one is it? Um, So being consistent is really important so if you took your dog to a board and train kind of model and the the trainer gets the dog really consistent which you know they do because they do it all the time there's a there's a nice foundation of of skills they have all of their commands and long-term memory but the trick of that is then getting the family to be consistent so it's a great way to just start the puppies off on the right foot you know, no, no pause on counters, no jumping up on people. There's a lot of things I don't let my puppies do. And then it's just, I don't have to fix that behavior later on. I just never let it happen from the beginning. What do you suggest for, um, because we all like to surprise our kids. And you know, to surprise a child with a, with a puppy at Christmas is obviously the, the ultimate. But sometimes you wonder, is it better maybe to to go and see the puppy or, or, and see a variety of dogs first. What do you think? I would tell parents that number first step one should be what kind of breed are you looking for? 
step two is to find a reputable breeder like find a, a really good breeder breeders that are going to do things like genetic testing to make sure we have a we're going to have a healthy dog um, things like early neurological stimulation and puppy culture all of that helps create a more confident puppy a, a puppy that's going to have less behavioral issues um, and talk to the breeder tell them like this, you know, this is what our family lifestyle is like. Do you have, because within a litter, we'll have puppies with a lot of drive that maybe an active family would want, or maybe, you know, a more couch potato kind of family doesn't want a super high drive dog. So telling the breeder about your lifestyle is important and the breeder can help you pick out the right puppy for your family. And then once, you know, depending on how the timing works out, um, the, the next thing you need to do with that puppy when they come home for Christmas is what's the plan? Are we going to go to training classes? Are we going to tell the kids puppy's going to go to a board and train for a couple weeks and learn some manners? Um, but you got to start socializing the dog. So right away that dog needs to be taken out. Um, she needs to be exposed to different sights, sounds, peoples textures like take her to stores do everything with that dog start exposing that dog to everything so that the world is not a big scary terrible place it's just this is what we do you know we go to Lowe's we go to outside restaurants we go to PetSmart yeah. and you have to behave there just like you do at home well this obviously there's a lot to this and this is more than just deciding this is more than just deciding on Christmas Eve let's go let's go get a puppy yeah. For, and there's a lot of thinking that, that's involved here. Yeah, there should be. It, like I said, it's, this is a family member, right? This is someone that's going to live in your house and eat with you and sleep with you and share your life with you. So you want a good match and, and you want to set that dog up to for success. You know, people tell me all the time, oh, I, my dog is too crazy. I can't bring him with me. And, and that breaks my heart because dogs were born and bred to be with humans, like to, to help us with life, to help us with tasks. And they weren't bred, not all of them. Some of them were bred to be companion dogs, but most of them were bred to be with us. And they want to be. Our dogs want to go out and do these things with us. And so being able to take them places, it just gives them a more enriching life. Um, so, but we have to have a dog that's well-mannered in order to sit outside, you know, Castiglias and have dinner. So they need to, they need to behave and it's not hard. You just have to be consistent and patient. I, I think in a lot of ways for, for some people, this would be very encouraging that you can do these you things do it. and yeah. it's, it's, it's doable. Yeah. And it's fun yeah. learning, watching a puppy learn new things and, and seeing their minds work and behavior start clicking. And, and once they start getting it, it's fun. It, it's fun to watch them learn. How can people get a hold of you and, 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 and get involved and, and, and learn about what you, what, uh, what you have to offer? Um, so my website is a great place to start, um, mariachristinaschultz.com. Um, I'm really active on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but I also teach group classes at Colonial Canine. On Thursday nights I teach um, basic obedience, intermediate obedience, and then I hope to be offering some, some open gym nights um, later this winter at Colonial Canine. So you can also call Colonial Canine and, and talk to Teresa about you know when a next class is, is coming and, 
I do everything um, from private lessons, so I'll meet you individually at a park and you know, we'll do one-on-one -on -one private lessons. I do board and train, so I really try to offer a variety of options for people based on their schedules. MariaChristinaSchultz.com. Maria Schultz, thank you so much. We got we'll do we'll do this again. This is such good information, and and, and I think especially for the holidays. So, yeah. thank you. Thank you, Ted. Thanks for having me. If you like listening to this podcast, please link, comment, and subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. You can also find us on Channel B online at b1015.com. Keyword podcasts. If you want to talk about your business, I'd like to hear from you. You can contact me, Ted at WFVARadio.com. Ted at WFVARadio.com. We would like to highlight your business. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Ted Schubel. We'll see you next time when we become all business. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by the host and guests in this podcast are their own and not necessarily those of Centennial Broadcasting.